0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد, محمد. وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في العرذين جل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف and wa salamun i am uh, grateful to allah for giving the opportunity to be with you another uh, time and i am sorry if you've been waiting because i was thinking that it is going to start uh, f- 8.15 at according to your time. So if I have delayed you, please forgive me. Uh, a quick review of what we said uh, last week, and then, inshallah, we will continue. We had reflection on a very important passage from Surah Taha, which is chapter 20, about the Prophet Adam, salam. Uh, We started with the verse 123, Uh, actually we started with the previous verses, but uh, then we continued and we covered verses 123, 124, and to give you a brief summary of what I said, I can say that I said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right at the beginning of the creation of mankind. Uh, informed Adam alayhi that if he remains in that garden, in that heaven, which we said was not the eternal one, but again, it was something not of a normal, ordinary character that we know. So it was something in between, not a garden on the earth as we are used to see. And not an eternal garden. We said that in that garden there was no worry of heat, no worry of becoming hungry or thirsty and no need for dress. They were already covered and protected. But the problem with that garden was that still Satan was able to get into it and also that was not eternal. So you could go there and then you may have need to leave. So Allah said, you can stay here and enjoy yourself. Then Allah said, this Satan is your enemy and enemy of your wife. فَلَا يُخْرَجَنَّكُمَا مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ فَتَشْقَى Be careful do not let satan do something so that you would be asked to leave do not let him send you outside because if you go outside then you would suffer then you would start having a miserable situation this is very important then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said after that when they had actually listened to Satan and had eaten from that tree, that now you have to leave. And then he said something very important. Now you both have to descend to do Hobut to come down so this shows that that garden had a high position so now that you have to go down while some of you are enemies for each other referring to the enmity of satan and adam and eve so satan was an enemy for adam and eve or enmity among the children of adam that is going to start فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُم مِّنِّي هُدًا فَمَنَ اتَّبَعَ هُدًا Now that you have to go down to the earth, if a guidance comes to you from me, when I send you a prophet, a message, a book, a revelation, Whoever follows guidance would not be misguided and would not have shaqabah, would not have miserable life, would not suffer, would not be in pain. And then Allah says, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَن ذَكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دنك. Whoever would turn away from my remembrance, then he would have very difficult and very painful and troubled life. So a very important fundamental point is this. That although the nature of life in this world is not trouble-free, is not perfect, it's a world of interaction, limitation, restrictions and conflict. A life that you have to struggle, but uh, still it is possible that through remembrance of Allah, through connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you would save yourself from unnecessary pains, unnecessary suffering, unnecessary troubles. You may be physically struggling, you may be emotionally sometimes in pain, but deep in your heart, you would be connected to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You would have tranquility and serenity, and you would have happy life. You can have hayat Tayyibah. You can be one of the people that Allah says, there is no fear on them, they don't have any sadness, they don't grieve. So it means that they have very happy life despite all the problems. Their happiness doesn't come from physical gaining worldly pleasure. Their happiness comes from a spiritual connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in chapter 12 verse 28 Allah refers to some people and says uh, that these are the people who have faith and their hearts come at rest With the remembrance of Allah then Allah says as a general rule that indeed it is with the remembrance of Allah that all the hearts come at rest not only some people if that people have experienced this it's not because they were exceptional they were different in their nature every human being is only coming to experience its serenity and tranquility if he has remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Imam Ali alayhi salam also says in Duai Kumail Ya man ismuhu dawa dhikruhu shifa O the one whose names are medicine and whose remembrance is healing. So this shows that either we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we are healthy, we are safe and sound, we can enjoy our life or we fail to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we would suffer from illness and the pains that come with the illness. Okay this is a summary of what we discussed last week and it's very important and this is the main way of tackling the pains and sufferings and inshallah we will come back to this towards the end of this series. Now what I want to add today is why we need to be patient? Why we need to be exercising sabr? As we said, we need to follow guidance. فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا هُدًا To follow guidance is not something which is always easy. Yes, for the people who are disciplined, for the people who have educated themselves, for the people who are used to this, it's actually very easy. Indeed, for them it's very difficult to do anything other than this. But for the people who are not yet used to it, people who are new, this is not very easy. The beginning of the path towards heaven is difficult. Unlike the beginning of the path towards hell, which is easy, which is enjoyable. But then the more you go towards bad things, then the more pain you will start to have. But on the other hand, the way towards virtues, towards perfection, towards heaven, at the beginning is very difficult but then it becomes easier and easier and more enjoyable. This is why in the Quran we find something very beautiful. Although in many many places Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says what you need is Iman and Amal saleh but in some places he says that having Iman and Amal Saleh would not be possible without patience so patience is not an addition to Iman and Amal Saleh but patience is a very important fruit, a very important outcome of following guidance and maintaining guidance. In other words you cannot be mu'min and do righteous deeds without sabr and you cannot keep this without sabr or patience you all know these verses that i'm going to recite but still i you know request you please you know reflect more especially from this perspective that i'm approaching these verses in Surat as which is chapter 103, as you know, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَالْعَسْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرٌ Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, truly man is in loss, all human beings are in loss. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Except the people who have faith and do righteous deeds. Okay, why Allah doesn't stop here? In many places, he says, Iman and Amal al-Saleh are those things that save us. Many, many places. For example, in Surah Baqarah, even Allah refers to people of other faith, people who follow Judaism, Christianity, and Sabahites, that if they have faith and do righteous deeds, then Allah will reward them. If they have submission to God, if they do their best to please God, if this is what sincerely they have found after inquiries that this is the best thing to please God, and they have their fear of the day of judgment and hope of heaven, they would have their reward from their Lord. So, Iman and Amal Saleh are the main two things. But in Surah Asr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, But He brings two different elements here. In addition to Iman and Amal Saleh, we have to advise each other to observe the truth. My question is, isn't truth part of faith? When you believe in something, isn't it that that thing has to be true? Of course it is. But still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This iman and amal salih cannot be achieved in the first place and cannot be maintained unless you enjoin each other, advise each other to be truthful. If you don't do this, there is great chance that you forget, you become lazy with respect to being truthful. And also They enjoin each other to observe patience. How beautiful it is. Hab and sabr. Hab, which is the direction and Sabr, which is the way to remain on the direction, to remain on the path, not to deviate, not to go into wrong directions. Also we have similar idea but with some differences in Surat Balad, chapter ninety if you start with the verse 18 and continue up to 18 sorry 11 up to 18 chapter 90 verses verses 11 up to 19, uh, 18 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after talking about the difficulty of the life and after talking about giving human being uh, eyes and you know lips to see and to say the truth then finally he says that there is a big challenge in front of human beings and then Allah says human beings are supposed to free the slaves to feed the people in the days of hunger, to look after the orphans and to look after the needy ones, then Allah says, They have to be, in addition to doing these al-Saleh that we mentioned, they have to be one of those who have faith. And enjoin each other to observe patience. So, this Tawasi Bissabr, which comes in Surah Asr, also is mentioned in Surah Balad. Me and you, all of us, as members of the community of the faithful, inshallah, if we are really faithful, and inshallah you are, and inshallah I am, then one of the things that we have to do as a mutual responsibility is to advise each other to be patient, to be persistent, not to give up. Tawasaw sabr and also tawasaw bil marhamah and to say to each other that we should be kind, we should be merciful with respect to each other and with respect to others. These are the people of the right side. These are the people whose books of actions will be given to the right hand. These are the people who are classified among the pious people. So you see, sabr is so important and sabr is so much needed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala considers our mutual. Advice for observing Sabr as a major requirement for being faithful. So, for this reason, we want to see more how important it is to be patient and why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greatly rewards the patience. So, inshallah, after this lecture, then we would be ready to go through passages from the quran and hadith about troubles and about you know difficulties calamities and illnesses wars and so on and so forth with a better understanding of what our attitude should be and what we can achieve through these difficulties allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran in many places talks about sabr and for sure there is no exaggeration if you say sabr in Islamic morality is one of the most central qualities if not the most central, at least one of the most central qualities. We have in Hadith also great emphasis on sabr to the extent that Hadith says, As sabr min al-Iman manzilat al ras min al-jasad. Patience. For faith is like head for body. You can have your life without hand, without leg, without eye, without, for example, a kidney. Or maybe sometimes both kidneys fail still with the help of some machine. Maybe you survive. But you need your head all the time. The same is with sapra. A moment without sabr cannot survive, cannot remain a moment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi that he has to be patient. For example, Allah said, Be patient for the sake of your Lord. This is a requirement, it's an expectation from, you, uh, from your Lord. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Kama Sabara Ulul Rusul. Be patient in the same way that those messengers who were determined were patient. If you remember, we said that Prophet Adam السلام, unfortunately didn't have that determination to follow the advice given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah says walam najid lahu azma we didn't find in him determination but in contrast when Allah refers to the most important prophets those five outstanding prophets Allah says these are ulul azm they are not like Adam. Lam najed azma. These are Ulul Azm. These are people of determination. These are the people that never give up. And the Prophet is asked to be like them. And as you know, Prophet Muhammad was one of the five prophets of Ulul Azm. So in chapter 46, verse 35, Allah says, "Fasbir, kama sabara." Be like the most outstanding prophets. Be one of the highest messengers. Also, in chapter sixty-eight, verse eighty-four, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Fasbir لحكم ربك ولا كصاحب Be patient for the ruling of your Lord and do not be like the man of the fish," referring to prophet Jonah, prophet Yunus. So prophet Muhammad was asked to observe patience like the best of the best and not even at the level of ordinary prophets, which of course even the ordinary prophets, even the least of the prophets is the great, you know, personality. For us, great role model, but Prophet Muhammad had to be aiming at the perfection of sabr and determination. Okay, now, what is sabr? What is this patience that we need when we face with difficulties? We have hadith from Amirul Mu'mineen muminin alayhi salam about a very beautiful saying of Rasulullah. Amir al-Mu'mineen narrates for, for us what Rasulullah said and this is very famous, you find it in many many sources. According to Imam Ali, Rasulullah said As sabro Thalatha Patience has three types so it's one of the three. One is patience when you have calamities when you lose God forbids, someone someone dies in your family in your friends in your community or when you have illness of yourself or your dear ones. When you lose your money, when you lose your job, when you lose your business, when people don't respect you, when people, you know, create problems for you, make life difficult for you, and inshallah we will talk about it more. So this is the time that you have to be patient, when Prophet Ya'qub, was told about Yusuf and and they said that you know Yusuf has been eaten by wolves he said sabrun jameel this was a great musibah a great calamity for Ya'qub but he didn't go out of control he kept his emotions under control he didn't do anything wrong he didn't complain about this to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and saying to Allah why you let this happen to me? No. He was quite confident that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always wants the best for his servants. If there is any problem it is coming from some human beings. And then he said sabrun jameelun. I would have a beautiful patience and that is a patience without complaining. So Rasulullah said one type of sabr is sabrun indal musibah and this is what we are going inshallah to talk about it more in the coming sessions. What is musibah and what should we do when we are afflicted with musibah and what we can achieve. The second type of sabr is to be patient concerning your obligations, concerning obedience. Alhamdulillah, you are Mu'mineen who enjoy your wajibat. You enjoy your Salat, you enjoy fasting, you enjoy recitation of Quran, you enjoy going to Mecca, Medina, but for some people this is not enjoyable, it's difficult. For some people to say Salat five times a day in summer and winter It's not easy or maybe For some of us, certain things are easy, certain things are not easy. Maybe for some people to give money is difficult. When they are asked to give homes and zakat and kafara, it's difficult. When they are asked to contribute financially to the betterment of the life of people, of the community, it's difficult. Or maybe for some people to give money is easy, but to do ibadah is difficult. In any way, to perform all the wajibat, all the obligatory actions, needs sabr. Because this is a matter of life, it's not a matter of few days, it's not even a matter of few years. As long as you are living, you have to observe all these wajibat, and this needs determination and patience. And finally, an al Patience with respect to sins, you have to refrain from sins. Maybe some per- people do wajibat, but unfortunately at the same time, they cannot avoid some haram. He or she is praying and fasting, but maybe cannot avoid listening to haram music or avoid having haram relations or avoid having some haram food or drink, or avoid committing by backbiting people, or telling lies. This is not working. You cannot do wajabat and then relax with respect to the prohibited actions. So Rasulullah said, a mu'min needs to protect himself with this triangle, this patience as a triangle. One angle protects you against calamities, one angle protects you against sins and one angle protects you against laziness with respect to wajibat. So a mu'min performs all the obligations refrains from all the sins and is able to face strongly all the calamities if someone has all these three types of patience so he would be at the top he would be close to the levels of the highest of the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and now I want to mention some of the merits of patience according to Quran and Hadith. But before doing so, so if uh, Brother Said can tell me how much time we have, so that I don't delay you. How many minutes? Okay 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 thank you very much Uh, I will try inshallah to not take more than 5 10 minutes so you are all familiar with these beautiful verses of surah Baqarah, verses 155 to 157 these three verses are very special very important and many times our imams have referred to these verses. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala mentions that this is a general law, a general norm, that He is testing and trying. ولا بشيء من الجوع والخوف. Uh, uh, sorry, وَنَقْصِنْ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشْرِ Definitely, we are going to test you, to examine you, to try you. You cannot expect promotion without test. You cannot go to higher levels without passing exams of the lower levels. Of course, when Allah says, we are testing you with these problems, it doesn't mean that he brings these problems to us. It means that when these problems happen, he is there to register what is your attitude. Some people, you know, get, you know, unfortunately, kind of confused, you know, here. They think that Allah is bringing these difficulties to us. He brings fear or hunger or loss in life and, you know, fruits to us. No. This is sometimes because of our own mismanagement, misplanning, or because of other people's misbehavior. Or it can be because of the limitations of the world of physics. But still, anything that happened to you, you can use it as an opportunity to set up a new record for yourself. So Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says that لَنَبْلُوْغَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوءٍ وَنَقْسٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ We are going to test you definitely without any doubt with such difficulties. And then Allah Subhanahu Taala says, "These difficulties can sometimes be because of fear. It can be a difficulty because of hunger, difficulty because of losing your money or your lives, life of yourself, life of your dear ones, or fruits, which means results and outcomes of your life." Wa Give good. News to the people who are patient. These are the winners. These are the people that everyone should congratulate. Who are the patients? Those that, when they are faced with calamities, they don't lose their patience. They say truly we belong to God and to Him to Him we return. We are all for Allah. We are all belonging to Him. We are all coming from Him and also to Him we return. So they know that they have a very clearly defined path and direction. Origin is known. Destination is known and nothing should carry them away from this direction. Then Allah says, These are the people that Allah's salutations and mercy would be on them. And these are the people who are guided. So, although they have suffering, but these are guided and therefore these are included among the people that Allah said in Surah Taha that whoever follows guidance They will not be misguided and they will not have miserable life. These are the people that Allah says his salutations come to them. It's very beautiful and inshallah I will explain next week among the virtues of the Sabirin is that they receive salawat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does this do with you when you receive salutations from Allah? Allah says very beautifully in Surah Ahzab that Allah is the one who sends his salutations. Along with his angels to you, to take you from darkness to the light. So if someone receives salutation from Allah, if someone receives salawat from Allah, it means that he is being taken towards more and more light. And this is the whole journey that we have to take. So Sabirun are the people that they are taken towards light. Light has been given to them. ورحمة. And this is an example of Rahmah, additional, special Rahmah that Allah has for Sabrin in addition to the Rahmah that he has for everyone. Okay, let me stop here and Inshallah we will continue uh, next week Inshallah with more discussion about Sabr and then Inshallah I want to mention what should we do especially with respect to musiba with to the calamities that happen to us we face during our life and i hope that inshallah what i said was uh, useful i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us inshallah to understand this important concept better and to inshallah exercise this great quality of sabr in all inshallah moments of our life especially when we face difficulties Thank you very much for your patience. If there is any question, any comment, you know, please uh, put forward and I would be very happy inshallah to receive them. Uh, I can hear you with difficulties, but. Salaam
1: alaikum wa salaam
0: Thank you very much the and I have actually I don't
1: have a I I
0: Sorry, there is echo. Uh, can you stop the echo? I cannot
1: understand. So I said I have
0: to, and It's up to you. Uh, I hope just can I can understand because it's very difficult to understand. Yeah. Sorry I only pick uh, pick up few words uh, I I cannot understand uh, <laughs> the this, the sound the sound is echoed uh, for me I don't know why So my question is about the uh, okay
1: that then there's the diseases, there, there's a lot of things happening to people, and then he couldn't stand there and then watch people go through uh, this suffering. And I read in history many, many people just they lost all their faith and you know their trust in religion just because of that. Yeah. So this is the first question. Yes, yes. The second question is uh, from the verse from Surah Taqah you recited Lose their uh, remember, you know, remembrance of God. Then there will be tribulation and you know all these troubles in their lives. So we interpret that if there is any any kind of trouble in our lives, it's all coming from us. Or if we see even a very you know uh, people with a very strong, belief, very nice you know moment.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you very much, thank you. And sorry you had to repeat uh, uh, the sound was not clear, but the last time was very good, Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Uh, inshallah, uh, in these five lectures, uh, I hope uh, both your questions will be, Inshallah, uh, answered and explained. But uh, briefly, what I can say at the moment is that Those who don't have proper understanding of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the wisdom behind the creation, they may say that yes, because we suffer, because we have problems, so we cannot believe that God who is knowledgeable and powerful and kind exists. They use this as an argument against existence of God with those characteristics. They say either God is not knowledgeable so he doesn't know how to solve the problems or he doesn't have the power to stop the problems or if he has the knowledge and the power he's not kind. So they cannot understand or they don't want to understand how is it possible that someone who has all the knowledge and all the power and is kind can let these problems happen but inshallah what we will understand throughout these lectures is that indeed there is no doubt about his knowledge and power and mercy but the problem that we have is that we are not in that position to understand exactly the wisdom which is behind this we only look at part of the picture and then we cannot understand you know, sometimes I say if a person only looks at one part of, for example, a map, then he would not understand what is the wisdom behind this. For example, you know, imagine if you have a map of the car and someone is looking at the entire map, then he would say, okay, it makes sense. There are wheels, there are doors, there are windows, you know, the. Wheel everything, but if you just show one centimeter, for example, of the map, which is the tire, and don't show the rest, this person doesn't understand. What does it do? Why you are, you know, wasting your uh, resources on making this, you know, black, you know, plastic? You have to have the entire map so that you can understand this. So. What we need is to first educate ourselves about the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. and then anything that we don't understand then we would say that this is because of my lack of knowledge. If it is proved through rational arguments that God is all knowledgeable, all powerful and kind and merciful then anything that I don't understand it's because I have not been given enough information and data or I don't have enough experience to understand. I cannot question God. You know, imagine even not God, even a human being who is known to be the best designer in the world. Imagine if someone is the best designer among human beings who has done lots of beautiful pieces of, you know, design. So now, if he shows you his latest design, and there are things that you don't understand, are you going to question him and protest or deny his expertise? Or you are going to try to improve your understanding by asking questions for understanding and not by protesting? It's always okay if we ask for the sake of understanding. But we should not let ourselves to question God's wisdom or love if we don't understand. So this is one point. Another point is that what I am going inshallah to do, and I have already started, is to say that these things that we think are very painful, these things which are bitter in our lives, indeed these are the moments of exam, these are the moments of test and trial which are very important for us, imagine in all, for example, the years that you studied in high school and university, which moments were the most productive ones, the most crucial time for you? The moments of exams, everything that you did rest of the years can only make sense and be meaningful when you went through exams. If you had all the studies but you didn't take the exams or you didn't pass the exams, you were not able to promote or to upgrade yourself. So this is also another thing that inshallah I'm going to explain. So although as I repeat again, although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want us to suffer, but suffering is partly natural partly because of our own behavior but no matter what is the cause of suffering as long as you are patient allah reward you allah promotes you and allah gives you so much that on the day of judgment every person would wish that he had suffered more or she had suffered more and inshallah we will explain all this so we have to just broaden our vision and Increase our understanding of the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans and works and functions, which is not easy for us. We are finite beings with limited understanding and He is infinite. So, this is uh, about your first question. Uh, Sorry, uh, what was the second question? It was about Surah Taha, yeah? yeah you know if if we have remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it doesn't mean that we don't become ill if you have remembrance of Allah it doesn't mean that you are not going to be for example put in prison like Yusuf you are not going to become ill and lose your dear ones like prophet Ayub no still you may have difficulties but these difficulties as I said last week for a person who is deeply connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are superficial, are just at the surface. You can have an ocean with thousands of meters of depth. At the surface there can be waves, but deep inside is peaceful. A mu'min can have pain, can have, I don't know, headache, can have, I don't know, um, problems, you know, with health, with the family, with the community. Maybe people, you know, don't treat him, you know, nicely as, you know, many mu'menin were rejected in the time of the prophet, but these are at the surface. They have meaningful life. They have peace in their heart they are not regretful with respect to the way they, they have lived this is very important you know one of the most painful things is if you regret about what you have done if you know that you have done right things and it is other people who are misbehaving this gives you great satisfaction that you have done your part correctly. When Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam was in the Shab Abi Talib, it was not easy. They didn't have access easily to food, to drink, and also to go around. You know, freely they couldn't. But was Rasulullah regretting why you know we ended up with this? Why you know I said you know. That you have to believe in one God? No. They were suffering, but at the same time they were strong and they were happy that this suffering is not because of anything other than their efforts and struggle to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the most important thing. You know, if I have illness, let me give you another example. If I have diabetes, for example, it's difficult. But if this diabetes is not because of my bad, you know, dietary. I have diabetes because, for example, this is genetic. My mother and, you know, family had this. Okay, I don't regret because this is nothing that I could, you know, stop. Or I have diabetes because of... I don't know when I was a child and I was not mature, for example, my parents, you know, fed me not properly. Still, I don't regret because there is nothing that I could have done. But imagine if I was a person who used to eat, you know, lots of, you know, sweets and candies and, you know, doing no exercise, then I have diabetes. Now I suffer more. I suffer the problems, but I suffer more about this you know internal you know pain that why I did this to myself so what is very important is that a mu'min should not suffer because of his misbehavior should not suffer because of regretting about what he or she has done to himself if you are put in prison because of what you know bad actions you have done this is very painful but if you are in prison, because of doing good things, like Socrates. You know, when they put Socrates in prison, that was difficult. But Socrates was happy that because of his principles and virtues, he was in prison. And when people, you know, said, you know, we can help you to run away. He said, no, I don't want to run away. Because then again, that would not be my principle. I want to keep and preserve my principles, no matter what is going to happen to me in this world. So I'm saying that there can be difficulties for the Mu'mineen, for the people who remember Allah, but these difficulties are not as deep and as painful as difficulties of the people who have themselves created troubles for themselves. Inshallah, we will gradually you know, talk more about this. Is there any other question or comment? Assalamualaikum have a Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, as I said, haq precedes sabr because haq is the truth, haq is the direction. If I say, you know, we have to be patient, okay, patient with respect to what? Patience with respect to doing bad things and suffering from them or patience with respect to doing good things and suffering from... Troubles that people can make for good people. So it's very important that first we make sure that we are truthful. We are at the service of haq, And then we are ready for the suffering. Not that we just suffer for the sake of suffering. So haq is the most fundamental thing. We have to begin with identifying haq. And committing ourselves to haqq and be patient, be persistent. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, اِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهِ Those who say our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so this is haqq, with all the implications that this has. And then they are persistent. So, haq and sabr. Tatanazzalu alayhimul malaika. Angels come down to them in the same way that the angels come in the Laylatul Qadr. Tanazzalul malaika to Arruh. Also, those who are committed to the truth and patient, Allah says, Tatanazzalu alayhimul malaika. Angels come down to them. Allah ta'hafu wa la ta'hzan. Don't have any fear. Don't have any grief. And have the good news of going to heaven that you were promised. So, as you said, this haq comes first. And then patience is continuing. Of course, patience and haq, maybe we can say they start together, but also... <laughs> Patience is something that you have to continue. And then bi Sabr wa al Marhama. Here it's not very clear that either both of them can be together or sabr comes first. Because Marhama also is something that we need along with Sabr. So maybe it's not that one of them comes first, maybe it's a matter of both of them going shoulder by shoulder because. A mu'min, in addition to be persistent, has to be kind and merciful, kind to yourself, kind to your family, to your friends, your neighbors, calling, strangers, others, planets, plants, animals. We have to be rahim, we have to be kind, and this kindness is something that we need to keep it throughout our life. So maybe here there is no order, this is two things being together, but in Tawasaw Bil haqq or Tawasaw Sabr, Haq for uh, sure is the most fundamental thing, that's something to begin with. Thank you very much uh, for your attention and inshallah remember me, your du'as. And I hope that Allah gives us tawfir inshallah to meet you again next week and possibly that will be from uh, Greece. Uh, I have to visit Greece next week, so I hope inshallah we can keep it inshallah as planned. Thank you very much. Allah bless you and in